0: This is Albert Campo and Jaime with the Cantina and Nicky's podcast. We're here on a special edition, quick little podcast going over the recent news and recent interview, exclusive interview by MLS with Chicharito going to the LA Galaxy. How's it going, Jaime?
1: I am doing good. I woke up to the notification that it was official uh, that Chicharito had joined LA Galaxy and I've been mentally preparing myself for a week now and uh, obviously the interview had a lot, uh, he had a lot of thoughts on it, so I can't wait to break this down and go in on Javier Hernandez.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, go in on him then, right? Yeah, I, was, uh, I looked at the interview. It was pretty good. Uh, I saw Hurt Gomez had some comments on it. I had different comments. Different things popped out, some of the same things that he saw. But yeah, let's, we sort of discussed a little bit last podcast, but let's go in depth and sort of analyze, listen to this interview. And then after each uh, question and answer from Chicharito, we'll, uh, we'll break it down and go in. Go <laughs> yeah, in on the part of the guy.
2: So Chicha, ¿qué fue tan atractivo
3: de the propuesta del el Galaxy? Todo, todo lo que conllevaba el irme a jugar a Estados Unidos con el mejor club de de ese país, ¿no? Y y bueno que la liga, una liga muy atractiva que está creciendo muchísimo, que la gente no lo quiere ver ni aceptar y que y que por más que digan que es la, la liga o que me voy a retirar o nada más a divertirme por esos rumbos que están completamente equivocados, ¿no? Carlos lo ha hecho también, John. Hay muchísimos otros jugadores internacionales, eh, Jose Martínez, Lodeiro, puedo mencionar, muchísimos otros que van ahí también a sumar a darle la liga, ¿no? entonces yo creo que esta propuesta llegó en el, en el mejor momento, no, y no la puedo dejar pasar, ¿no? que el mejor club de Estados Unidos te busque que tenga tanta voluntad para que tú puedas representarlos y que y que pueda hacer eh, y sí, pueda ser una una parte eh, muy importante y fundamental para la institución y para esa liga para para bueno que la liga siga creciendo y para que yo también pueda disfrutar y pueda jugar y pueda tener muchos minutos y hacer lo que lo que más amo que es jugar fútbol y y bueno y poder ayudar a, al proyecto de LA galaxy que que no nada más es que esta liga crees que no es nada más traer figuras o no sino que estas figuras puedan rendir y puedan hacer un buen conjunto con el equipo para poder sacar muchos campeonatos y bueno como lo ves en este escudo poder sumar más más estrellas en él y y poder ganar campeonatos
0: All right, so the best en he mls
1: not even a minute in and he's already on the defensive and that is what really threw me off you know Javier all like the literally the first question he's like yeah I know people are saying that this league is inferior and yeah I know that people say I'm going to go to retire so it, off the bat man he already has a chip on his shoulder um yeah. from this decision of going to the MLS
0: yeah I know and we've seen his was it his post on Instagram, which pretty much says the same thing as well. He, he he's on the defensive, sort of saying the you know the retirement. This is a place to retire. Bella didn't retire. I guess we gotta define retirement. Like obviously, players don't go to MLS to well. Maybe in some cases they go and they just slack off. But it's not a it's not to retire as in okay, I'm not gonna play anymore. They go to sort of relax. And not play at the high strenuous level that they do on high competitive, high, highly competitive teams like in Europe. So it's not a literal meaning of retirement. Which is what, I guess if you're on the defensive, that's what you say. It's an insult to say you're retiring when you're actually still playing. So. It's just really
1: interesting because yesterday on Monday, he posted a photo, uh, of him drinking coffee and he says, you know, don't take life too seriously. What people think of you is their problem which in itself is ironic because you clearly do care what people think about you and this is your response to them. And I just noticed this change in Javier and I don't know if it is just because of the group of people that he's surrounding himself by, but one of his best friends is like a a life coach. And I noticed that he has changed and he became like super sensitive to what people say about him on Twitter and on Instagram. And he actually takes his time to respond to haters and, (laughs) and he likes posts Like this, this whole lead up of him going to the MLS, he's been liking posts about people that tweet out that say that, oh, he's doing a, you know, this is a right decision and this, he's not going to go retire. So like come, like the first question they ask him, he's already like, you know, trying to address the haters. I just think that it's, it's very obvious that he feels like, uh, this is a, a weak move and he's trying to find a way to justify it by building up the team that he's going to and, and sort of making it sound like, you know, he's ready for this challenge.
0: Yeah, he's, yeah, justification that. I agree with what you said. I mean, you want to go in and make your decisions and be confident in them. But when you sort of deep down know that you, you're you sort of leaving a club because you weren't able to convince the coach to give you more minutes, then you're sort of falling back. You're falling back on like a second option. Which of course, in MLS, he's going to be a big guy, and he's going to, of course, get minutes. It's guaranteed Uh, because it's you know it's not as highly competitive as a league. But yeah, that's that's this goes back to Chicharito in the press. Like he would complain about the press and would have talked to certain members of the press because they were critical, and he just didn't want to hear it. That guy Dreyfus, was this Diego Dreyfus, I think. He's like a life coach, and 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 ever since he met with him, like he said, they sort of analyze a lot of things. They would go on uh, Instagram Live and sort of talk about opinions and mentality of, of things, and it's it's sort of interesting. Yeah. But you can tell he's had an influence on him.
1: He's had a huge influence, and you know this guy has done a TED Talk, and you know he he makes himself seem like he's like this you know this great figure in, in Chichito's life, and I don't know how much of an influence. That was on him having his own YouTube channel with naked humans, and you can just start to see a change in Javier. And we should go to the next question.
2: Yeah. Has en algunos de los equipos grandes del mundo, Chivas, Manchester United, Real Madrid. MLS has been chasing you for quite a while now. I don't think that's any secret. Why did you feel that now was the right time for you to arrive?
3: You can see in my in my past or whatever, the managers who really trust in me can take the best out of me and and, and I prove that. You know I'm I'm in United in Real Madrid even the, the I always said that in Real Madrid the first six months it was like a no opportunity at all and then the last six, five months, I play a lot, I scored more goals, and then I went to Germany, and I scored plenty of goals in there, we qualified both times to, to Champions League, I played Champions League, and then, yeah, my move in West Ham it wasn't like, the things didn't go so well, things about football happens, the manager trusts more in other players than yourself, and then, yeah, this project comes with complete and whole trust in me, you know, it's a very long answer about why in the other times it didn't go through, because in the other times, I... MLS always been with this trust, but then with this club comes, it's like everything was in the perfect, like, like when they say that I play, that I'm always in the perfect time, the perfect uh, place to score goals. I think this opportunity was in everything, in all the aspects, and that's why I didn't want to wait until the summer. I just want to make this come through, and yeah, finally I'm here with this LA Galaxy. I'm very excited, and I was looking forward to do this, you know, to, to finally put this shirt, and I can say, and I can say, finally I'm an LA Galaxy. Player, you know.
0: So this I thought was interesting because he said he pretty much said says here that everything worked out, and by what, what I think, well, what I I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's obvious. The the working out was he wasn't getting minutes in City, so and and he wasn't getting minutes towards the end of uh, West Ham as well. Ham. So lack of minutes is perfectly working is what is what he means by perfectly working out for him to go to galaxy if he would have gotten minutes he would have stayed in europe since he isn't that's why he moves
1: right so uh, i just so uh, as the interview goes on the the word trust gets thrown a lot uh uh, gets thrown around a lot by by javier uh, about this whole trust thing and you know again he's super defensive you know what i mean like the times that he didn't get minutes and and was on the bench, he, he claims it's from lack of trust, la- lack of having a, a manager in your corner vouching yeah. for you and, and getting minutes like he obviously Sir Alex Ferguson, he loved him and and that's where he became this poacher. and the times where he did fall out of favor at, at, at the clubs, was because there was a change in management, you know, uh, especially at Leverkusen. Once Roger Schmidt got fired, it was, you notice he went back to the bench. And then at West Ham, too, there was a, a manager change as well. So he he claims that it's like, oh, like, I don't have a manager that that's pushing for me. But, I mean, isn't it ultimately up to you? cuz we don't know what happens in training but i mean you win your starting position in training you win by the effort that you put in the mentality that you come in you know if you're coming in 30 minutes early before everybody else is and you're wor- like managers are going to see that so like this whole excuse of like oh not having a manager that trusts you
0: doesn't that go back to you ultimately yeah it's up to it's up to him to earn his spot it's just it's just in europe in, in sevilla west ham and all these places he's been in, it's a lot harder it's a lot harder to get your spot when you're playing against, when you're competing against Brazilians, Argentinians, Europeans. But if you go to MLS, you know, you got, it. you're guaranteed a, a starting spot. So, yeah, it does go back to him.
1: Uh, yeah, and then the whole thing about, oh, you know, I've been known in my career as being in the right place at the right time and this move happens at the right time. Uh, I'm like, I don't know, man. I just think that. L.A. Galaxy gave you a lifeline, like they saw that you were sinking, and you took it. And I'm not entirely convinced that L.A. Galaxy was always going to be like on his list. You know what I mean? Because a year ago, it was L.A.F.C. that was seriously pursuing his his signature. Or not last year? It was. Uh, yeah, it was last year. I forgot the the, the year that they were internally oh, the league. LA, yeah. L.A.F.C. was. Was was linked with Javier Hernandez, so I'm not entirely convinced that LA Galaxy was his first, first option.
0: Oh, it would have been it would have been any MLS team, like any big team. Uh, well, LA is LA, so
1: yeah.
0: He, he would have been saying the same thing if he went to LAFC. He'd be like, "This is the best exactly. team. In, this is the best team in MLS. Everything worked out. This is what I was wanting." So yeah, it's very
1: clear, though, like he's really trying to build this narrative of uh been at all these big clubs, and and LA Galaxy is the biggest club in the MLS. You know what I mean? Like he's really yeah. trying to hype them up as, as the best thing.
0: It's it's and, part uh, promotion and part like comfort, making him feel comfortable, happy yeah. with his decision. I guess we can continue with the next
2: stars, icons of the game, come play for them. David Beckham and Zlatan most recently. Is there any extra pressure that you feel on yourself to maybe uh, bring silverware and to continue that legacy of of big star power, but also bringing home
3: trophies? Not at all, not at all, because I've been very lucky to be in the best club in in Mexico, in the best club in Germany, in the best club of of two of the best clubs in, 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 in Spain, uh, like I told you, in Germany as well, in England, in all the countries that I've been playing, I know what is that about. And that's things that instead of, of, of seeing them like a pressure or a very a heavy load to, to manage, I see it the other way. I like that, like, responsibility. I like those challenges. That's why I want to be with, with the best teams, with the best clubs. And I know that's why the best clubs try to get the best players to, to try to, to have a very good, eh, uh, chemistry so both parts can, can get what, what we all want that is winning championships to get more stars in this in this batch and hopefully this season we can we can make it.
0: So that's a pretty quick, uh, quick question. I think I think just from there that uh this is actually the, the positive part from Chicharito. The thing I like about Chicharito is is the pressure, like being able to handle that and the mentality to not take it as a like a burden but as a, a as a challenge Do you wanna work hard to try to Obtained, so I
1: think this is a positive answer. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the reasons why he's at Galaxy and and why he's going to have a huge appeal in the MLS is because of that mentality of wanting to win silverware, and that's something that he's been consistent, you know, throughout his whole career. Is he's really good at answering this question and really building uh, a lot of fans from from this and, and getting them excited for for the next season. I really don't have much to say about that
0: yeah, <laughs> on the, this question, the, the drama the dramatic stuff uh, the interesting stuff coming up. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what's
2: next see what this night. ¿Has hablado con sus amigos de selección que juegan en MLS y qué dicen?
3: No, le he hablado, hablé con Carlos y hablé y ahorita yo estoy hablando un poco más con con Jonathan que vamos a ser compañeros eh, en el equipo de eh. Están felices, están contentos, que la calidad de vida, la manera en que, en que te tratan, la manera en que ellos pueden disfrutarse, divertirse, eh, poder reflejar todo eso dentro del campo, que la, como, como te lo digo, que la liga ha crecido muchísimo, cómo está organizado todo, que de verdad lo voy a disfrutar muchísimo y que va a ser una experiencia muy bonita, como, como ellos lo han, lo han estado viviendo cada día. Entonces, sí, puras cosas positivas de todo este proyecto, de todo este reto tan bonito que tengo, que tengo en puerta y que, y que, bueno, por ejemplo, con con, con Jona de que ojalá podamos seguir sumando para poder ser campeones en la, en la MLS que es algo que que no nada más yo y yo queremos sino toda la toda la institución y todo el club de LA Galaxy eh, estamos trabajando para eso eso es, eso es lo que está en mi mente nada más porque yo no vengo aquí a, a retirarme ni a hacer ni mucho menos yo vengo aquí a seguirme preparando a seguir creciendo como persona, como futbolista y, y bueno llevar a cabo todo eso en esta liga para poderlo disfrutar poder ayudar a, a mi equipo, al cuerpo técnico al club, a toda la gente que ha puesto toda su confianza en mí para eso, para poder lograr muchos muchos campeonatos, no nada más uno, sino varios y y por qué no también si se puede en el futuro ser el primero, segundo o tercer equipo que pueda ir a un mundial de clubes, que gane una CONCACAF Champions, aspirar a lo mejor y a lo más grande.
0: So there he brings up retirement again. And it's it just came out of nowhere. But Josecito he does, he does gives some good answers to, you know, being able to attain titles for the, for the league uh and things like that. So
1: I, I just think it's funny because, you know, oh, you know, Uh the whole feedback that he's gotten from Jonathan and Carlos Vela is that basically here he's going to be welcomed in as a superstar already without even playing any minutes. Like, he's already coming in as the the biggest player uh, in the league. So, I think it's funny that they all mention how organized this league is is something that alan pulido himself brought up in his first interview is how organized this league is yeah and i feel like he's throwing a lot of shade towards uh, uh liga anekis in a way you know trying to say that you know they don't have their shit together and um that it's not a very pleasant experience outside of the, the you know outside of football that like the the life it's not as glamorous and it's not as, you know, appealing as it is in
0: in America. Yeah, that's true. And I think in an answer coming up in a minute.
1: Yeah. It goes we'll talk a little bit more time. about that. And then I'm also surprised that he's oh, just now talking to Jonathan Dos Santos as you know, because when Guardado was at Betis, you know, he basically recruited Lainess and he had a huge in, uh, influence on the reason why Linus ended up at at Sevilla at Betis, and um I just think that it's weird that Jonathan hasn't really like th- that they're not homies and that he's barely just starting to talk to him. Like you know, they're really? all part of the national team, and I'm surprised that he's talking more about what Bella ha- has been saying about the league than than his own teammate. Yeah, that's... he doesn't have a good relationship with with the two Saints brothers
0: yeah that's interesting I never never thought of that I don't, I'm trying to remember the roommates he might have had in uh, national teams I know Vela and Giovanni have always been close in this, and I guess in relation with Jonah as well so, yeah because
1: yeah, I know Vela uh, and Ciccio came from the same you know academy but it's just interesting that he doesn't uh, maybe he just really hasn't created a friendship with with Giovanni and, and, and Jonah.
0: And that was the big Bella's the big name. Jonathan not so much. I think there was even a uh, I don't know where it came from a legends picture of LA Galaxy players from the um, present to past. And Jonathan wasn't on there. Chicharito was on there, Beckham Kobe, yeah. uh, Kobe Johnson Jonathan was not Giovanni was on there. Kobe, uh Jonathan wasn't <laughs> sort of I, I think,
1: sort think of because that. he's not a... I want to say he's not a designated player. I don't Uh think he's, yeah, I don't think he's, he's one of the designated players. I think that's why. I know
0: Jordan, I know his Mm -hmm.
1: brother was, but I don't think he, he himself was, but I mean, like, think about it, man. Like, like where you work, right? If you know that one of your homies is applied for the job, like, aren't you going to like at least hit him up beforehand and like, you know, give him a good referral or just kind of let him know how it's going to be. I just think it's weird that like, Uh
0: Maybe he worded the answer you know, in <laughs> a weird way or something. Yeah. All right. So
2: next it's... question. <laughs> en el equipo y en sistema del
3: Barros No, bueno. De, lo bueno es que la pretemporada comienza la, la próxima semana y que voy a poder estar trabajando con ellos desde la pretemporada. Eso va a ayudarme muchísimo a. Uh, que la adaptación no tarde tanto y es lo que estoy tratando de hacer para que todos mis compañeros me conozcan y yo también los pueda conocer a ellos y bueno empezar a, a ver y a sentir la idea que tiene el entrenador y el cuerpo técnico en la manera de juego para poderla llevar a cabo en cada partido y poder empezar este torneo con el pie derecho y con todas las aspiraciones tan grandes que tenemos es clasificar en playoffs y que es quedar campeones
0: But he just gave a generic answer, so I don't know if there's anything you want to
1: say on that. Um, I think it just goes to show, like, the timing of this move couldn't have been perfect, you know? Uh, he would have been ineligible to play in any other league in the world because he's already played for, uh, West Ham and Sevilla Mm
3: -hmm. in the
1: same, same season. So the fact that, uh, the MLS, like, is, the league hasn't even started yet. He's going to have a full month to prepare for his first, uh, game. And obviously, along with that is the whole build-up and marketing to to his image. So the timing of this move, I think, was perfect. Like like Javier
0: said. Yeah, he's getting up in age. He can't be he can't be messing around trying to win a spot on the team. He needs to be an established player. So that's sort of good for him.
2: Just now coming back to North America, L.A. is a mosaic of cultures, but. Maybe the most recognizable one is the huge Mexican population, the culture, a proud culture there. And you've seen the fan base when you played with the selection. Yeah. Did that weigh into your decision at all? And have you felt the anticipation of people for a long time waiting for you to come there? Uh,
3: yeah, I've been feeling a lot in social network, for example, all, all about that. And of course, that's that's another of the things that, that of course, like I told you, when, when everything... Uh, comes along and it was like in the perfect time. One of those things of course it's it's it is part of, of this, no. I mean I'm in the best uh, team of the league. I'm in one of the greatest cities in the world. My family, my friends are gonna be very close. I have that culture about my country as well. We want to win championships. They're putting all the trust in myself. So what excuse can I have to to do to, to do not perform every week? Uh, weekend or every match that we're gonna have. So that's why that's why we are here. No? so of course that's gonna be a plus for myself, or for LA Galaxy, so I can adapt myself easier, and then, like I told you, you, know the most important thing is to perform inside the pitch. So, so let me get this
1: straight: more appealing to go to Los Angeles because there's a huge, you know, Mexican fan base, and because it's gonna be close to his his friends and family. But what about Guadalajara? You know, I think that's where. A lot of my criticism comes into play is because you're telling me that you'd rather be in LA than back at your home club where your family lives and where if, you know, there's such a great Mexican population in LA, well, what about your country? Are they not going to receive you the same way? Like for me, it's just very interesting to see like how much this had an impact on his decision.
0: Yeah, the the uh he doesn't say it but well I guess he does say it later or I mean, he might have said it before, but the uh the quality of life he mentions. I mm. think that's the that's the standout thing. And it's sort of been brought upon by the uh Carlos Bella's sentiments. That Carlos Bella is the epitome of wanting to be in a comfortable, awesome city. He talks a lot about Miami in his interview. LA is a huge, big city. Who wouldn't want to be there, you know, just to hang out and have fun and live in that city? So it sort of transmits to other players. Uh, I know in our podcast, John, would, I don't know if he was joking or what, <laughs> or being serious about Chicharito coming to come into Austin. And I was truthfully like, uh, how would somebody, why would a big star like Chicharito want to come to the, to the city of Austin? What does Austin have that's cool to hang out in? Right. So I was like, that's ah, not bad. And I think Hoyle called it. LA was the one, and yeah, that's, that's how it happened. But yeah, I agree with Guadalajara. You know, this nice city, his culture, everything that he was talking about, it's all there. Biggest, biggest yeah. club, he even said it was the biggest club in Mexico. LA Galaxy is the biggest club, he said, in the U.S. Uh, he does talk a little, in one of his next answers, it's more interesting on you know, this whole U.S. Mexico type of thing. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I just think it's interesting. Um, but I guess we can move on to the next
0: next question. Yeah, let's move it as
2: Amigo, Carlos Vela, dijo que te prepares Porque si marcas un gol, el va a marcar más. ¿Cómo te imaginas serán los derbys con LAFC, LA Galaxy?
3: Muy entretenidos, yo creo. Muy entretenidos, va a ser muy divertido para nosotros y más aún para la gente de Galaxy porque porque se nos vamos a llevar los tres puntos cada partido que estemos y y más allá ahí él y yo teníamos tenemos una relación desde que tenemos 14, 15 años y nos conocemos y luego también todo lo que hemos vivido en selecciones y ahora que vamos a estar cerca, pero bueno, él bien lo sabe que yo estoy llegando al, al más grande de la MLS, al más grande de, de Los Ángeles, entonces ya veremos a ver qué sucede los clásicos.
0: So, they're stacking up this team again. straight up saying it's the biggest team in LA biggest team in mls
1: yeah and it's funny because i don't know how well uh chicharito and bella get along you know but obviously this is a long time coming they were both from chivas bella went to the 2005 world cup and chicharito didn't make the cut and bergada actually still took him to the world cup in peru to watch it from the sidelines so We've seen it on Twitter. We've seen it on the forums. We see this debate between, you know, who's the better player, Chicharito or Vela, and you have diehard fans on both sides of the coin. So I know the entire city of LA and the MLS are just, they are just waiting for this dogfight, man. They they know that how big this is and how much money it's going to generate and, and how no matter, like whoever wins, it doesn't really matter, but it's the fact that going to bring this rivalry and, and turn El Tráfico into you know. A, it, I it's it's. I think that it's going to be more of a rivalry now than Slatan versus
0: Bella. I, I agree with that. The only the only thing that I would say is this this talk of like I'm going to score one more goal or more goals than you. Uh-huh. I think it's just like friendly banter because they're they're both Mexican. Yeah. They're both uh, you know they're both teammates on the national team or were, whereas with Slapton, there was a real intense I guess, fire or drama or, or hate between rivals, it tends to bring out more following so that would be the only thing that would be lacking but yeah, I agree, like you have Mexicans on both sides of the of LA and their teams they're just going to just bring it out even more so I think, yeah, that oh, yeah. might be a little bit better than the whole Zlatan-Vela be rivalry. Yeah, it's going
1: to be interesting because they're two completely different players, and is going to heavily depend on service, whereas Vela can yeah. create hat-tricks out of his ass just by using his left foot. So I am going to be curious to see how many goals these two end up generating for their team.
0: Yeah, I've said it before. I think Vela has the major advantage is going to rely on the service, so we'll have to see how that
2: that
0: goes. uh, Next question might be...
2: And you look towards next summer. Um, There's going to be the All-Star game, Asusias and MLS, contra Liga MX. How have you seen from afar, maybe, these two leagues uh, not only collaborate,
3: but compete? And where do you see the level? No, I think MLS is getting very close. I think our country doesn't want to admit that this, that, that MLS lake it's it's getting very close. I've been out ten years right now, out of playing in the, in the, in the, in, the, in La Liga MX, and as well, it's gonna be my first time that I'm gonna play for the MLS. So I cannot I cannot tell you where it is exactly the way, but in the way that I can see it outside, the exposure of the MLS, for example, in in all over the world is not the same as the La Liga. I know it because so even my teammates in all the countries that I've been playing, they're they're more they, they have more knowledge about the MLS than the Liga MX, you know. So yeah, the, both leagues are improving, but I think the MLS is improving uh, in like bigger steps. And speaking about La Liga. Uh, they don't want to notice that. They don't want to learn some things that MLS are doing good. And I think one of the reasons that MLS is growing so good is because they learn from, for example, the league and other leagues that they want to, to, yeah, to dream big and to, to try to, to make this league as, as big as they can. So
0: <laughs> there were uh, several jabs there. ML- well, we all know MLS is getting closer. The results aren't showing it. The exposure in Europe was interesting, and I think we, we've all noticed that. John just mentioned that people in Europe, mm-hmm. players in Europe, know more about MLS and clubs than in League MX. And then he goes on to say that MLS learns from other leagues, and, and, and he said including League MX, and they improve. But League MX doesn't want to look at MLS as like something to to guide them or, or tips on how, <laughs> how to become a league. It's sort of that pride thing, which is interesting.
1: I mean, it's just funny that he just, he's throwing jabs at, at Liga and He's Like, what happened, man? Like, at what point did you just have this animosity towards the the league that gate, that started your career? It, I don't know. I feel like he's just trying to justify his move to the MLS at this time of his career and, and, you know, kind of like, help us understand why he chose the MLS over going back to Liga and and I don't know. I, I hope that they're listening to this, and maybe they'll start to work on a on getting more exposure outside of of Mexico. Because I do agree that if you're not in the states or you're not in Mexico, it's very very difficult to watch Liga MX football. But to say that you know they're going to catch up or like you know it's a competitive league and that you know the gap is closing, I mean the Concacaf Champions Tournament. Uh, we've seen it for the last couple of years and we're gonna see it again this, this season. Um you guys can do everything you can to emulate the big, the big, uh, you know, the big clubs and the big nations and the big leagues, but the actual product itself on the
0: field is, is
1: not, is not there yet.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's what he was, well what he was saying is exactly that. Like when he talks about MLS is catching up, I think as far as notoriety, people knowing the league, um, marketing of the league, uh, but the quality and the performance on the field, the results as far as Kunkka Champions titles, uh, World uh, Club World Cup appearances, things like that, they're not, they're not there yet. So he can't say anything to that because it's not a positive point for where he's at. Now if he says, mm-hmm. and he, I think he does say here a little, a little bit, that he wants to win uh, Kunkka Champions, with, he wants to win MLS titles, he wants to win any trophy that's available, um, but, you know, currently, MLS is not up there. They've consistently lost uh, Liga and met these teams. And it is true that Liga and I, I would believe that Liga and I You know, they think they know what they're doing. They think they're organized. They, they know how to handle things. I don't think they go and collaborate with MLS teams and say, like, how do you run your website? How do you run your training, your practice? What do you do here and there? It's more like we, we're Mexico. We know what we're doing. You guys are just, you're, you're just young kids starting up. So I think to that point there is a little bit of of truth, but as far as the quality and results currently, you know, Mex is still you know on top.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: 100% agree. So, yeah. the, the next
2: question Muriel es 52 goals para la selección, la mayor anotador del su país. ¿Cuál es tu relación con Tata Martino y qué quiere ser la selección?
3: No, mira, la relación con, con, con el Tata muy buena siempre, nunca hemos tenido ningún problema, ninguna disyuntiva, ni mucho menos, la verdad que que muy bien y con todo lo que mencionas eso de los goles y todo eso, pues es algo muy bonito, muy gratificante, que da muchísimo orgullo, pero, pero como siempre lo he dicho, esas las convocatorias dependen del entrenador, da igual si juegues en Europa, en Estados Unidos, en la Liga MX o cualquier otra, yo creo que todos los mexicanos tenemos oportunidades de ir a la selección y ya cada entrenador decidirá qué jugador pueda ir o no pueda ir, pero pero como bien tú lo dices, yo siempre tengo una buena relación con él y con todos los entrenadores que, que he tenido allí.
0: He, he did say that doesn't matter if you play MLS, Europe or whatever. It's up to the the, uh, the coach, which yeah. you can just take I that.
1: think it's pretty ironic that you know they're asking him a question about the national team where he's no longer going to be participating at. I mean, I I assume that um I mean he, he probably will still get called up, but I honestly think that his national
0: career is, is done. Especially with I just saw earlier today, I don't know if it's true or just some rumor, Raul Jimenez is just, you know, lighting it up in Europe. Getting minutes, lighting it up And then I see something about him going to Arsenal. (laughs) And we've all been expecting like a a big move to a a bigger club. If that happens, I mean, how can you, how can you say it doesn't matter if you're in Europe, Mexico, MLS, wherever? He's gonna, if he's lighting it up in Arsenal and Chicharito is, you know, doing his thing in MLS, like who, who, who do you think Pato's gonna choose? Who do you think the Mexican public is gonna want? I mean, if it's a decision yeah. between the both, I mean, sure, you can put both of them in and put Poe to the side or whatever, but, you know, for the wing, um, and then Chicharito in the middle, but Roe is the, the top guy right now.
1: Yeah, not to, like, get too sidetracked, but, um, you know, Marcus Rashford got injured. He's going to be on the sidelines for a couple months, so they're also talking about Raul leaving now, manchester united because they need a striker and uh they need to get into the champions league for the money so i mean it's just it just goes to show the completely different conversations that we're having right now we're talking about one of the best strikers in the Premier league and then we're also looking at someone who's going to the mls with this tailbeat you know between his legs it's just a completely drastic situation right now and I, I do hope that he he feels the consequences of, of giving up and, and going to the MLS. I, I don't want him to get called up. And I know that in Italy, uh, the coach at the time, when Jovinko was killing it here in the MLS, the coach straight up said, like, for as long as you play here, you're not going to get called up. <laughs> and I hope that Tata, I know even though he came from the MLS and, and won a title here, I hope that he uh, doesn't easily give him the, the pass. I think he's got to really earn it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's sort of harsh. <laughs> I can I can see where you're where you're coming from. I wonder if yeah. you were to go to Guadalajara. Now maybe that might be an exception, or um, you know, it's still a higher quality than MLS. But yeah, we'll see what we'll see what that down the national team we'll see does. What
2: happens? Very curious to see what happens.
0: All right, so I think this is nearing the end. Play
2: this one. You've had success everywhere you've been. Um, when you look ahead, though, and you think about your legacy and this next chapter in the story of Chichonito, what do you want your legacy to be from
3: this next phase in MLS? To achieve a lot of things with with LA Galaxy, you know, because sport-wise, that, that, that's what I want to, to prove and show. And, of course, speaking about, for example, my, my teammates like Gio, like John, and right now Carlos, even though that is against their rival, you know, they are helping... This league to to grow to build up a very good legacy for this country. You know that this uh, soccer or football, however you want to call it, they want to, to to make a statement in that country that, yeah, in America we can have soccer, too. we can have football as big as the other sports. So, yeah, that's that's one of the things that I want to do, especially. But I need to prove that into the pitch, and then of course. Uh, winning a lot of titles, winning a lot of things with with my club will be great to, to have a very good uh, uh, legacy. For example, I signed for almost uh, three years plus one. Imagine four more stars in this batch will be awesome. Will be cool.
1: If you're gonna pay this guy, what is it, seven million dollars a season? These are the kind of responses that you expect. And um, you know, I know when Galaxy signed Beckham, I mean, it was a big big ass deal because it was the first time that the mls had signed a superstar who was still like you know still had plenty of football to to play in europe so um chicharito's hopes of you know turning this or or building the popularity of of soccer it's going to be very difficult and um i think it's going to be very unrealistic because if someone like beckham couldn't do it i mean a for us, because we're Mexican, like we see how how much of a draw he's gonna have. But for the rest of the states, uh, especially a lot of people that are MLS American, they don't see chicharito being that big of a as big as Beckham as people are claiming it.
0: Um, oh yeah, that yeah, I, I missed that. Um, that's a, that's a good statement. That's a weird statement he says because he, he he pretty much is saying that they want to demonstrate that the that the U.S. And football or soccer in the U.S. can be as big as other sports in the U.S. And like you said, that's sort of unrealistic. But it's yeah. it's like he's advocating for U.S. soccer. He wants soccer to be huge in the United States. He's all of a sudden you know become an advocate for the United States and the country of the United States and the sport of soccer within the United States, which of course he's going to be playing in. So I guess any part, any relationship you have with something, you want it to be you. If, you want, if you're part of something, you want it to be the best. So I guess from that aspect, he's in the U.S., so he wants the U.S. to be the best. But in turn, if if, if what his desires are, if what his statements, uh, you know, come true, that potentially could bring a lot of good quality and results for the U.S. national team, which is supposedly the rivalry. <laughs> Arrival of Mexico, where Chicharito is from, the Mexican national team. If U.S. is the, if U.S., if soccer is the U.S., soccer in the U.S. is like the huge sport, the number one sport. You know, the, it's, the result is the, the U.S. national team is going to be big. It's going to have a, uh, maybe in the end, taking many titles away from Mexico, beating Mexico left and right. The Dos Acero is going to come back. <laughs> so, it's sort of odd of events that his statements could be advocating for one of his rival teams and, and players
1: yeah it's, it's um, I guess it's don't bite the hand that feeds you you know I think this is just his checks are being signed by the MLS so obviously he's going to try and, and be the poster boy but yeah you know it's I don't know what kind of example this is setting for Players that look up to him, you know, you're talking about the all time goal scorer for Mexico and you're looking at strikers that are just starting out their career. You have like Macias, you know what I mean? Who you expect to be the future of, of Mexico. And what kind of example are you, are you, you know, setting for all these kids that are looking up to you to, it's okay to go to the MLS. It's okay to help build this league up and make it competitive. It's
0: okay to get a paycheck. And
1: I don't know. I just feel like. It's contradictory.
0: Yeah, but it's like, it's like uh, well, here's a here's a scenario for Masias. Say Masias is like struggling, or even P- uh, Pissarro is like struggling, and they're desiring to go to Europe. Their priority is Europe, but nothing comes through, not even the, not even like the typical, um, yeah, I like got the PSV, the those those types of teams aren't aren't uh, aren't grabbing them. So what do they do? They can't they can't get in Europe, so they go to MLS. Maybe MLS will take them. And so it's sort of like, I want to take... I can't get the, the top level, so I'm going to take, like, this lower tier. I'm going to settle for this lower tier league. I'm going to go there because they will take me. Um, and, and they will get more money than maybe they would at a, at a Chivas or León or, or, or Monterrey. So it's sort of, you know, that's the example that I think Chicharito and all these players are sort of setting for other Mexicans. When you can't get to the top, when you can't for the minutes... Or you can't get uh, a contract with a big European team, then why not go to MLS?
1: It's like a like a safety net. Like, oh, if nothing else pans out, I, at least I know I can guarantee, you know, a gig in the MLS. And it's crazy because the MLS was heavily, I mean, heavily trying to recruit not just players like Chicharito, but young players like Macias was being rumored to go to Chicago Fire, and uh, Rolofo Pizarro, man, like I don't know how how close he was to sign with the MLS team, but I mean they're going after not just you know older guys, they're going after like prospects that are working on a way to get to Europe. So I mean, it, it's it's a dangerous thing right now. I think that um, for for Javier, you know, he's been in Europe for ten years. I understand it. it and I understand that, you know, this is a great opportunity for him. And, you know, I, putting my emotions aside, I'm I'm happy for him. I know that um and I'm very curious to see how this League at Nekis versus MLS All-Star game turns out. I think that's gonna gonna be pretty entertaining to watch. Um but I do believe that he could have I think he 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 uh he left prematurely. He he only gave that place five months before he decided to call it quits. He could have waited until the summer. Um, and I you know, I guess at the end of the day, money talks. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I will just uh I'll just like close my comments with saying it's a sort of a comparison to uh like you ever watched the movie The Bench Warmers where that uh that uh is it a Cuban guy. He's the pitcher and he's like striking out all these kids. And he shows them the birth certificate and it says, I am five. <laughs> and he's like, he's like the 23 year old adult throwing fastballs at these kids in the little league uh, baseball team. Um, it's uh, like, of course you're going to be the big guy um, in the league if you're playing against, uh, you know, in a lower level league. He's not fighting for a starting position. He's not worrying about competing with other players so that the coach can look at him and put them in a lineup in the LA Galaxy, like he is Sevilla or any other club in Europe. It's a lot more relaxing and chill to, not, to know you're going to start every day. Knowing where you have is, okay, I need to score a goal, or I need to help win, or I need to get to the playoffs, or I need to win titles. So I guess it is that's the, that's the retirement aspect I see in this whole thing. And for Mexicans... The U.S. has sort of become like a second, a second home. When you go to play in Europe and then, okay, your, your time has come, like I'm Jeff Lovato, Raul Pimenta, everyone that's in Europe, whenever, you know, their, their time comes to an end, you know, they, they don't have to go back to Mexico. They possibly go to an MLS and relax. Not to be political, but a lot of Mexicans cross borders and stuff. To come to the U.S. and we we're seeing a little mm-hmm. bit of a little bit of that in uh, in the professional football.
1: Yeah, and you know, you mentioned Guardado, and he just did an interview saying that he wants to stay out in Betis for as long as he can, so mm-hmm. he can make it to his fifth World Cup. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people are saying, "Well, he's already really old," you know. He, he should just go to the MLS and retire, but it just goes to show, man, like, I mean, this guy's the starter at Betty's. He's, sometimes they give him the, the captain's armband, so. I, I think that as long as you still have the, the dog in you to fight for a spot and, and be competitive, um, you know, you can, you can stay out there as long as you want. So, uh, this was a really good, good breakdown. Uh, I think this is a super, Hot topic right now I mean he just did The interview got released what, A couple hours ago So um, Yeah I just want to Thank everyone that's Listening to us And we're, we're on We're on here Every Thursday Talking about Liga Mickeys
0: Yeah thanks Amy, For coming on I'll have this Recorded and then We'll, uh, we'll put it up Thanks to everyone For listening And uh, feel free to Comment And reply to uh, Our Twitter account And Even on uh, I guess the Podcast centers And Rate and reply as well. Talk to you guys later.